Hello everyone, it's Dr. Sam. I'd like to welcome you to my Eye Clarity Podcast. This is a show that offers cutting edge information on how to improve your vision and overall wellness through holistic methods. I so appreciate you spending part of your day with me. If you have questions, you can send them to hello at drsamburn.com. Now to the latest Eye Clarity episode. In terms of the supplementation that you're taking, the the things that you want to make sure you're doing really come down to about four ingredients. Uh, The first would be a form of vitamin A. And again, this you can get in a, you know, uh, any kind of an eye vitamin nutrient. Um, Vitamin A, a vitamin E, and there's a new one that's out, which is called a tocotrienol. Tocotrienol, T-O-C-O-L, T, I'm sorry, T-O-C-O-T-R-I-E-N-O-L-S. And tocotrienol are a new form of vitamin, um, uh, vitamin E that is very, um, let's just say, simpatico with the retinal vessels. There have been studies that show how the tocotrienol, which is the new form of vitamin E, um, actually is very beneficial to improve retinal health. And they've done studies with glaucoma, they've done studies with macular degeneration, and the bottom line is is that um, taking a supplement that has a tocotrienol tocotrienol, uh, formulation in it, and one of the ones that I recommend is a company called Designs for Health. And they put out a very high quality tocotrienol that's very good for the eyes. And what I like to do is I like to rotate my eye nutrients in either supplementation and or um, um, foods. And I could run through the list with you of, you know, we know, we know things like the, um, the lutein and the zeaxanthin and the astaxanthin are really important carotenoids. Those are super critical for protecting your macular health, but they also uh, have been shown to help your lens health. And um, I think that you're getting those. So, you know, that's not something we need to spend a lot of time on. But the dosage looks good. The, um, you know, the variety looks good. So I think, I think you're covered there. Um, do you have any questions about either the sources of vitamin A or the... Uh, uh, Lutein, zeaxanthin, or astaxanthin? Uh, my main question is, are you referring to um, using eye drops for the eye uh, to get the vitamin A and the other supplements? 
are you referring to taking capsules? I, I'm referring. I'm referring to taking capsules. Um, okay. I think that um, when you when you put it in the eye, um, you're not getting near enough uh, of the of the uh, supplement that you need. However, however, I'm going to add a couple of things that would actually help reverse your cataracts. And it's an eye drop. And the eye drop is called Oculamed, and it's spelled O C L U M E D. And it has two very powerful antioxidants. One is called glutathione, and the other is vitamin C. And, and to be able to put those into your eyes directly is really awesome. Great. And so I would use the Oculamed for three months. And actually the best way to put the Oculamed into your eyes would be to use the 5% MSM drops first. And the MSM prepares your eye to absorb the Oculamed better. So it pushes the Oculamed more deeply into the lens of the eye. Okay. And you have the, you'll give me the dosages for both? Yes. So the dosage for both is one drop of each drop three times a day. So one drop of MSM, wait 10 seconds, one drop of Oculamed, morning. Repeat that midday, repeat it again before bed. Okay. And then should I eventually increase the MSM from 5% to a higher percentage? Not for cataracts. This is a good, uh, it's a good sweet spot for the cataract. Okay. Okay. So you'll just stay with the 5%. Um, you now you get the Oculamed from a pharmacy in Colorado. And the name of the pharmacy is called collegepharmacy.com. Yes, and, I remember during one of your online yes. classes you mentioned that. And yes. I remember there might be some problem getting it. Not at this point, no. It's, it's readily available. I just talked to the manufacturer. What I would do, David, is I would Google Oculamed College Pharmacy and it'll take you right to the landing page. Okay. So you don't have to... And I can get it directly? You can, get, can it, get it directly? Yes, directly. Yeah, I don't have to have you... Nope. You don't need a prescription. Okay. It's over the counter. So what you're doing there is you are, um, you're boosting the lymphatic health of the eye, which is going to indirectly help the retina by doing those two drops. You're also reducing any inflammation that the eye is carrying or holding 
and that is going to support the retina. So the eye drops are going to be very supportive for your retinal health. Great. So what I'm, what I'm aiming to do here is whatever I give you, I want it to be able to help all of your areas that you're concerned about. Efficiency. So that will help the cataracts and it'll support the healthy retina tissue. There should be no side effects other than your eyesight may seem a little brighter and clearer. Okay. Now, I talked about some ingredients that support the retina. And I want to give you a list of ingredients that you can pick and choose based on whatever you can get. And you can either get these through foods, that would be my choice, okay. or you could get it in a capsule or pill. So I'm going to run through the list and I'm going to identify whether you can actually get it through foods. And if so, what foods, or you have to take a supplementation. All right. Number one on the list is an herbal formula called bilberry. I'm sure you've heard of it. Yes. And bilberry is really awesome for supporting retinal vessels. So it's very... You can do a tincture. Yes, and you're looking to get, depending on the dosage of the tincture, you know, maybe eight to 20 drops, maybe once a day, because you're going to be doing many things and you don't need a lot of bilberry. And by the way, you can also get the bilberry from blueberries, berries in general, so, you know, this time of year, if you're, you know, at a, a co-op or a, a farmer's market and you can pick up some fresh blueberries, by all means, do that. Okay. I think that would be very beneficial. But okay. um, Bilberry, there was a study done with British pilots and they found that when they supplemented with Bilberry, their night vision was better. Oh. That's how it impacts the peripheral vision. And that could be really, really good for you. So should I take it indefinitely for the rest of my life or a certain time period? Again, what I like to do with these supplements so that your body doesn't get desensitized from them is rotate them every three months. So three is the magic okay. number. In for three months, do some other things. Come back to it. 
in other words, in for three months and then do something else for three months yep. and then come back. Yep, that's right. You're going to get more out of it that way. Okay. Now, do you have any suggested brands for any of these supplements you mentioned earlier? Well, my, any, any my, my supplement is really good because I do put bilberry in it. I also put ginkgo in it. Ginkgo is fabulous for preventing uh, optic nerve disease from glaucoma. And I also put the amino acid taurine in my eye vitamin because it also supports the retina. And I have a really good source of the vitamin A. So for example, you could take my eye vitamin and it's got bilberry, ginkgo, taurine, and also trace minerals like selenium and um, chromium and um, lutein and zeaxanthin. So you could do two capsules a day of my eye vitamin. And then you could uh, say, if you wanted to get a tincture for bilberry to take even more, that would be totally fine. There's another um, very high potent antioxidant called resveratrol. You might have heard of it. And resveratrol also is very helpful for your eye health. It's okay. good for many things. But it's in a lot of the same things that uh, where you get bilberry. So resveratrol, blueberries contain it, cranberries contain it. Uh, grapes, the skin of the grape, and dark chocolate, like uh, you know, like a cacao. I would say seventy percent or higher concentrate would uh, would work. So resveratrol is important. Ginkgo, <clears throat> which is if you're taking my eye vitamin. Another one that's underrated what's really good for retina health is green tea extract. And not the extract, not the actual tea bag. Exactly. Yeah. So you probably want to get that in a tincture or a capsule. I mean, make no mistake about it. If you drink green tea, that's going to help you as well. But not as much. Not as much. And so, um, I would, you know, I would check into green tea extract as a, as a supplement because that could also be helpful. Um, Do you take these supplements with food or without food or it doesn't matter? You know, I tend to take them with food. Okay. So it's just easier to digest. Now, another one that I suggest for you is something called alpha-lipoic acid. You've probably heard of it. Yes, I have. And I like to get this through my foods. So here are some great foods I love. Spinach, broccoli, yams. So in the fall or in the winter-spring, I'm eating more root vegetables. So when you have an orange food... You're getting retina nutrients, you're getting the zeaxanthin, and you're also getting alpha-lipoic acid. How 
rutabagas. Yep. Beets, carrots, um, Brussels sprouts. What about broccoli sprouts? Broccoli sprouts, yep. So alpha lipoic acid has been shown to be really helpful for both lens health and retina health. Okay. Okay. Again, my, my preference for you when I read over your history is that I would do like the 80-20 rule. And the 80-20 rule would be I'm getting 80% of these nutrients through my foods. And I'm getting 20% of these nutrients through my supplements. And the reason why I say that, David, is because of your liver. And in Chinese medicine, the liver meridian rules eye health, especially retina health. And if you take 100,000 pills, you are going to be stressing your liver, which is going to actually hurt your eyes. Right. I've heard that. Not about the eyes, but I've heard it's careful, don't overburden your liver with supplements. Correct. Correct. So I really want you to follow that 80-20 rule as best as you can. Now in the winter time, you may have to do a little more supplementation. I mean, some other things I would consider vitamin D3. It's great for the eyes, also great for your immunity. And where you live in the wintertime, you may not be getting enough sunlight. And I say this to people because I, I found out that people who had the worst uh, symptoms of COVID, many of them had very low vitamin D3 levels. Yes, that's true. And that's why I'm taking vitamin D3 now, and, as well as going in the middle of the day. Yep. I do wear sunglasses yes. and a hat, but I yeah. expose my skin for about 15 to 20 minutes. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Okay. So another master antioxidant that you could take either sublingually or you could also get it through food is the master antioxidant glutathione. And now you Go ahead. over NAC, which I'm taking now. Well, it's interesting because um, I, I really like this conversation, glutathione versus NAC. And so let's, let's break this down for uh, a little bit. Um, my feeling is, is that um, I think both are, are definitely helpful. The thing is, is that NAC is an immediate uh, precursor to um, glutathione. And you're dealing with the three amino acids, cysteine, glutamate, and glycine. And so I tend to kind of go back and forth with doing both of them. Um, I think that the key in uh, glutathione is that if you do a bioavailable sublingual form, in other words, a form that your body can easily uh, absorb, uh, 
then I think it can work really well. The problem comes in is that sometimes the glutathione doesn't stay in the body long enough or it actually gets destroyed by our stomach uh, gastric juices. And this is where, you know, the NAC can come in depending on the source of it. And you can, uh, you know, you can do that one instead. I like to do both and I will, you know, alternate them. I mean, you can actually get some pretty great glutathione sources from your foods. And now we're talking about the sulfur molecule. And of course, sulfur is in my MSM. But if you start looking at a food list of foods that contain uh, glutathione, and you probably know these um, already, it would be the, the cruciferous vegetables, um, grapefruits, ginger root, pomegranate. Um, let's see what else. I thought of onions and garlic. Onions and garlic. And some things that kind of help the glutathione would be vitamin C and selenium. Uh, yeah, I get selenium from Brazil nuts. I eat yeah, 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 so you get those. You know, I love the avocado connection with glutathione. And you're also getting some of the lutein from, um, you know, for the, for the retina. So again, that's, a, that's where, you, you know, if you do like asparagus is another food that's very rich in glutathione. Um, I'll just give you the name of a supplement that is a sublingual that's quite good, which is called, uh, it's from a company called Results. RNA results R E S U L T S and the second results and the second part of the company is called R N A okay and they have a very nice sublingual glutathione spray and you just follow the directions on the bottle all right a, a sublingual glutathione spray yep it's not like a homeopathic remedy you put underneath your tongue. It's no, a spray. it's a spray. It's not a homeopathic, it's a supplement. Got it. So again, that could be, say, one of your winter, you know, your winter uh, sources where you're doing uh, the glutathione spray in the winter and maybe, you know, going more towards summer where you're doing all these foods, you know, um, that are sulfur rich and um, antioxidant rich like garlic and onions and leeks and um, broccoli and the cruciferous vegetables, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts. So again, I'm following that 80-20 rule for you so that you will have a better chance of absorbing the foods. And while we're at absorption, and I'm sure you're already taking care of this, You know, it really comes down to your body's biome. And so whatever you're doing to support your healthy microbiome is really the key.
That's important. Okay, we both we both like Dr. Zach Bush. He has yes. the ion biome yes. supplement. Yeah, Dr. We're dealing with glyphosate. Right, exactly. You know, what's coming up on my podcast uh, this week is I interviewed uh, Kim Conte, who um, she started something called Non-Toxic Neighborhoods. And, oh, how nice. And so she has converted about 200 cities away from them using glyphosate products in city parks, in shared areas, in schools. And Dr. Bush is a consultant with her. Um, and so we know how damaging glyphosate is. And what I see in my practice is the glyphosate uh, is very damaging for, for the eyes. In fact, it's very damaging for the retina. I get, okay. to, I get to see these very weird conditions, especially people that live in high agricultural areas like the Midwest. And people will right. call me with these such weird inflammatory symptoms. And it's the glyphosate. You know, we test it out. And yeah. it's... So I'm glad you're doing his product. I think that helps heal the tight junctions in the gut. So you're not dealing with leaky gut syndrome. You're not dealing with candida you know i would add a couple other things here while we're talking about it i would consider maybe a couple of times a year if you're not doing this already do maybe a 14 to 16 hour intermittent fasting program yeah i already do that for do the that part. okay and then the next phase of that is actually to do a 24 hour water fast I was told three days is what you need, but I guess you should do it gradually. Mm, it's, it's gradual, and, um, you know, there's a guy that I uh, interact with. His name is Dr. Jockers, J-O-C-K. Yeah, I've probably heard of him. Yeah. He does a very nice presentation on how to move from intermittent fasting to a one-day water fast. I I think that you need to be very careful when you do a water fast, you start slow. I agree. And I don't think you necessarily need to do three days. It all depends on where you're coming from. Right. And I think that one of the things the water fast does, even more than the intermittent fast, is it turns on those genes that are anti-aging, especially yeah. in the eyeball. So retinal detachment occurs because the retina is aging quickly. Okay. So when you do an anti-aging practice like water fasting, you are now turning back the clock. Very powerful. And retinal detachments really occur from a systemically based cause. I thought my, my ophthalmologist says it's because of my nearsightedness and the way the eye is shaped, it's a much higher risk of getting... So when your ophthalmologist examines you, he's looking exclusively on the micro level, which is your retina. He doesn't see you as a whole person. Right, I understand. Now, we're going to talk about the functional aspects of your myopia in a minute. 
because myopia is part of the alchemical process that you need to in, engage to heal your eyes. We're going to talk about that. Okay. But what I want to spotlight here is how profoundly integrated your systemic metabolic and energetic health and your gut health is to your retina. Okay, so let's talk about your myopia for a minute. We know that myopia is sourced from the emotion fear and the main organ in the body which carries the fear is the kidneys in Chinese medicine. Yeah. And one of the great things that you could do, I call it the hormesis project, and hormesis is a, a, a practice where you challenge the body into a stressful state. And the therapeutic value of that is by stressing the body, you are increasing the vitality and the resiliency. So we're talking yeah, about your me. eye. We're talking about your eyes now. Chicken pox, your body is much has a much better immune system if you experience measles and chicken yeah. pox naturally. Right. In the fitness world, they do it a lot where they will stress your body to create a higher level of fitness. So we're gonna think about this as an exercise for your eyes. Okay. And I've talked about this many times, you probably know it well, but I want you to start start spending more time with far-sighted glasses on your eyes. Okay, I don't have far-sighted glasses. <laughs> well, the, the good news is you can go down to your local pharmacy, CVS, Walgreens, and you know the racks where they sell the magnifying glasses? Yeah. You're going to go pick out the highest number you can find. Now, anything over a plus 2.0 will work. However, I would love to see you get into the plus 3 to 3.5 range. Okay. You buy that magnification lens and you come home. And you go into your bedroom. And you lock the door. And you take the phone off the hook. And you put the sign over the door, do not disturb. Okay. You sit in a chair, and with a bandana, you cover your left eye. Now, you're not wearing any of your corrective lenses now. And you get a baseline on your naked eyesight. Just get a baseline, this is how it looks. And then, you put on that magnification lens, and you look into the distance. And I want you to observe immediately your first mental reaction to that level of blur. Okay. What do you think, your, when you think about that, I'm not just saying take your glasses off, I'm saying about, okay, now we're giving you a deeper level of real blur. Well... 
It is. You haven't even started. The far-sighted lens optically is spreading all the light into areas of your retina that you normally cannot access even with your glasses on. You're going to do it for one minute. But I want to go back to the question and I want to ask you mentally what is your first reaction to being in a horrible level of blur like this? Okay, so you're in, you know the, the, the saying, the power of now. The power of yeah. now. I want you to be in the presence of, I put them on, what do I see and what do I feel? Perfect. Something like Perfect. That. And so your job is to go into the dizziness and to go into the vertigo. Because what those glasses are doing is they're activating much more peripheral vision than you normally are used to. And that is why you're getting the vertigo and dizziness. I want you to start reframing it into my blur is about being more intuitive. My blur is about being more in my body. My blur is about being more creative. My blur is about being more flexible. My blur is about stop being so addicted to detail. Okay. You're a detail addict. Got it. How much detail do you need? You don't. So this level of blur is like on steroids. Now you take it off after a minute and you right. get a second reading of your naked eyesight. Okay. And you're going to go, oh, I think my eyesight is a little clearer. Now, now, you do it again. You're going to do it three times because there's a principle here. And the principle is when you layer this type of exercise onto your eye, you get more results, okay. more benefit. You do it three times. Then after the third time, you uncover the left eye after you've taken the magnification glasses off. And you're going to notice things are brighter and probably clearer. So I do it at each eye three times? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how, how, uh, how many times a day do I do it? I would start off and do it twice a day. Okay. Twice a day. It is a game changer around your myopia. Great. Because once you start holding more periphery in your vision, you're going to notice that the weaker prescription is now being used for distance things. I see. And you're going to notice your distance is going to start to feel too tight. It's less about changing the prescription. That's the dessert. That's the end point. Okay. Gotcha. I want you to go into the process of really surrendering and letting go. And that's what the farsighted 
magnification lens is offering your myopia. Okay. Now, I also think it would be really good for you to get a pair of myopia glasses like 50% less than what you normally wear. And I can send you that prescription. It is a prescription that is to be worn outside the routine of your daily activities. So I don't want you to have the expectation that you get them and you can do anything with them. I understand. Walking in nature is fine. Walking in nature would be fine. Walking around your place. In other words, it's designed for you to learn more about the mental habits that created your myopia. What okay. created your myopia was your mental habits. And all the doctors do is reinforce the mental habits when they give you the prescription. But by wearing, and so I'm thinking about the number like minus four. Great. Minus four. I think that's a good position for you to be in. And again, it's, it's in a position where you're not expecting to see things for driving or computer. But what's going to happen if you start wearing that? Your eyes are going to flex into less myopia. And the nutrients coupled with doing these very aggressive myopia reduction exercises will move you away from the ledge of the retina. Wonderful. I'll tell you about a case that just happened. The lady calls me up. She's minus 10, Albuquerque, getting flashing lights, retinas coming apart. Calls me up, says, I don't want to do the surgery. She, her husband drives her to, to my office. I said, oh, you're overcorrected. Let's give you minus 7. So from 10 to 7. Within a week... Flashing lights gone. Retina, good. Went back to the surgery. Said, I don't know what happened here. I was ready to do laser on you. I don't need to do it. Fast forward. She's now in 750. Her retinas are great. Her eye health is great. So when you wear a strong lens, it does put traction on the retina. And I think you're at a point, you've hung out with me enough that you're ready for this kind of aggressive intervention. So those minus fours eventually could become your regular prescription. And that coupled with using the magnification glasses with each eye separately, it's going to loosen up the mental setup that's creating the tension in your eyeballs. Great. So I think that if you combine the eye drops, which I talked about at the beginning of the session, with the nutrients, combining the 80-20, and then doing these functional myopia-reducing exercises that hit the source 
of what has caused the myopia instead of like the Bates method or eye exercises or something like that, you're going to find over the next three months a major bounce in how you feel about your eyes, your eyesight and clarity, wearing reduced prescriptions, and you should feel empowered and really great at being able to wear a reduced prescription. And the last thing I'm going to say to you, and this is controversial, stay the hell out of the eye doctor's offices. They have nothing to offer you except fear. Gotcha. And if you're going to go somewhere, I would pick some random place like at the mall if you need an eye checkup and you'll get a baseline without the, the trip that the eye doctors, it's basically an indoctrination where they put the fear into every person that comes in. True. And that is not serving you. That's not what you need. Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something from the Eye Clarity Podcast show today. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and leave a review. See you here next time.